Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I'm not rooting for the individual. I mean, I'd love to see these young rookies shine out. I'd love to see Algier win the job, too. But it sounds like they're going to go with the veterans. And look, we don't want to get Cordell, Cordell Patterson not running the football. He was the one good thing we had running the football last year. Yeah. To compliment it. Well, listen, th- th- there's enough balls <laughs> to go around. There just is. You're just saying, this team has balls. There's, just, there's enough balls to go around. This is Dukes and Bell. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Falcons getting ready for the combine. We're going to be talking more about this coming up in about an hour. This is where you set the course for how your team may change. Because at the combine... You can officially meet with certified agents and talk to guys who are free agents as far as their agents are concerned and might start to talk about where, where they're at and what, what's expected. Mm. Um, that's before free agency officially starts. But the combine at night is a completely different thing than it is during the day that you get a chance to watch and, and see guys in shorts and T-shirts because deals are getting done. So we're going to talk more about the Falcons and where they could go. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, Falcon Report 5. We'll get to some dog conversation. But the thing today that's driving the bus is the John Collins and DeJounte Murray comments. We have not heard from Trey Young in regards to, again, where the team is, the new direction, maybe what kind of coach he wants. Does anybody know what kind of coach Trey wants? I'm asking. For all you guys out there who say, well, what would he say? You guys know what kind of coach he wants? You know what he's looking for? You guys know what he hopes the direction of the organization is? I'm asking you guys, since you've not heard from him, what do you guys know? Because I don't know. But I'd love to know if he was willing to speak, which he hasn't done over the last couple of days. Now, again, with all due respect, he was excused today for personal reasons, which meant he did not have to deal with the media, so he did not speak. But yesterday there was Hawks made available for the media, and there were three players, and he was not one of them. John Collins? Well, they told us he was going to speak tomorrow, which was today. Which then, of course, became an unavailability because of a personal issue. So that's why, you know, most, again, I, I won't even take a leap of faith with people because I don't think the guys that are making these excuses for Trey can, can connect the dots, but it is something that was kind of expected to hear the guy who did have the, the potential, you know, let's be honest, friction with the head coach. And, you know, I'm not, it's not all about Trey. Nate's not here because the Hawks aren't winning enough. But Trey is a guy 
who is the focal point. He's the star. And to Carl's point, I'd like to know, hey, man, did you, is there a style you're looking for? I mean, we already heard the general manager say Trey will not be involved in the coaching process as higher, which is ridiculous because he should. And, again, I'm saying he should, Trey fans, because he is the guy it all runs through. And I want Trey to be here yeah. for 10 years, and I want, to win a, I want to win a championship with Trey. But the first things first is you've heard the other the players who did speak yesterday said there is a lack of, for lack of a better word, leadership and accountability, and we need to do a better job of it. And I can't even begin to tell you guys how you point fingers at Trey when you hear what they're talking about, and the guy's not there that they're talking about, in essence. Am I getting this wrong? No. I mean, is that is what I got from it? Um, John Collins was asked about the disconnect with Nate and the team. I want you to, again, love J.C., Glad he said this. Would love it even more if Trey would explain why he didn't think it worked. But we haven't heard from him. Here's John Collins. You know, what Nate was asking from us as a group and where we are mentally, um, professionally, you know, at, you know, in years, in terms of years and experience, um, just sort of kind of creates a divide of the expectation versus what where we are um, and where we have developed to as, as players, as young players. So... Um, as I said, I feel like Nate is a little bit more suited for just guys who are older, you know what I mean, and understand the game, whereas um, a young team, we need guidance. Um, and, I, and I feel like we um, need a different kind of guidance. Um, and hopefully somebody can, you know, our new coach can come in and bring that spark. Um, but obviously we still respect and appreciate everything that Nate has, has done for us. It's a deep cut. That's, that's a deep sound bite. Because what John Collins is saying is, for those who don't know this, there are 10 guys on this roster that are under the age of 25. He's saying we're immature. That's what John's saying. And Nate just wasn't the coach for an immature group because he expected men to be men. And play like and be professional. And be professional. And so what he's saying is, Nate, that's why this didn't necessarily work. We're really what, – what he's trying to give us, we're not receptive to because we're immature. We got too many immature guys. Not in a bad way, just we're young. <clears throat> This is what DeJounte Murray said about Nate being the reason why this thing hasn't worked. I could look in the mirror and I could be a part of that. You know, I'm somebody who hold myself accountable. Uh, I use the accountability word, you know, on the court, off the court. Uh, and like I said, uh, it's not just one guy to blame. So, you know, I hope people that's making all these reports, uh, even you guys, if you put out reports to just know, like, it ain't on Nate McMillan. You know, it's we all got to look in the mirror and – take responsibility and part of this and we all got to be better so jc what, wait, was, what was that word <laughs> responsibility well, well, did a professional athlete say that responsibility so again i know when we say it we're just a bunch of idiots you know that have an agenda against trey a professional athlete on the hawk said they need to show more responsibility so make sure i got it right that's what he said okay thanks dj said that john said we're immature what trey say about this oh wait he hasn't spoken one other thing I want you to hear, and then we're going to talk some dogs. DeJounte Murray talked about he called Nate, Mike, when he heard the news. Now, I, don't, I can't speak to the relationship of every player on the team. Maybe some guys like him, some guys don't. Everybody doesn't like their boss. It happens. But this also shows me the maturity of where DJ is and where maybe some other, other players are not. I mean, yeah, I feel bad. I, as soon as I woke up and I seen it, uh, I immediately called him. Uh, had a great conversation with him because that's somebody, you know, that I respect as a man, uh, a father, you know, a basketball coach. You know, he was a former player, respect what he did for the game, just all in one. Uh, 
And I do feel bad because it's not on just Nate McMillan, uh, you know. So glad we heard from John and DeJounte and even Clint Capella, who agreed with pretty much everything they said, by the way, yesterday. Clint didn't talk a lot, but he agreed with pretty much every notion that these guys put out there and saying, what John say? I agree with that. What DJ said? I agree with what he said. That's what this was yesterday, and we're still waiting to hear from Trey Young. Let's talk dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The Dog Report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. Details have emerged of racing and reckless driving, Mike. But this happened back in January, Mm -hmm. and Jamon Dumas Johnson is one of the best linebackers in the SEC. In fact, guys, he's one of the best linebackers in the the country. Yeah, they got back uh, Tuesday, and this uh, went down Wednesday after they came back from California. This is in no way, from what I'm reading, connected in any way with the tragedy which happened in another part of Athens when, as we got, you know, you guys know, you lost uh, two young people. Uh, and this is certainly, you know, the timing of it is what makes this a little weird and why we're just hearing about this now. But, uh, again, guys, you know, when you lose Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix in that uh, one-car accident and then you find out another dog player was speeding in another part of town the same week, obviously the optics mm-hmm. aren't great. I, like, I can't get high and mighty on speeding because I've, I've done it myself. But in this case, there's information in the Athens Banner Herald that basically he was kind of – he was spinning the tires. He was racing. He was revving it up. Yeah. And uh, and they did, uh, you know, eventually get around to him surrendering. And uh, there was a, I guess they were looking for him. And he was charged with racing on a highway, reckless driving, both misdemeanors. Warrants were issued uh, in Clark County. So he came in and they and they settled that. But now he'll have his day in court. And needless to say, there'll be discipline from Kirby, whether it's, you know, internal. We don't find out about it. It's, again, it's not the end of the world. But when you look at it through the prism of a young player losing his life, in a car accident where the car has exceeded the speed limit, that's where people say, what's going on at UGA? And you think that was part of the delay of why this came out when it did? I can't speak to the process, but it is, it's interesting. I mean, it, it is interesting, but I, like, I'm not making this a federal case, as we said. We explain why it's a bigger story than it would be any other day. A, a college football player driving fast somewhere in SEC country on a, any given day is not a big story, but in light of the tragedy, it becomes a bigger one. Yeah, um, and I asked you this earlier about, you know, is this just kind of where the program is where you've had a couple of things happen that have seen the program in a negative light? I, I don't think Kirby's responsible for any of this. Again, these young men, they make their decisions. I, I agree with you, Mike. They'll probably punish him, you know, behind the mm-hmm. scenes. Um, thank God nobody was injured or hurt or right. killed. But there'll be more discipline for this young man than there will be for Brandon Miller at Alabama basketball. Of course. I, I totally agree with you. And, and my point about Georgia football and where it's at, is just is this just a string of incidents that have happened that are coincidental, Mike? Or you know, should people be concerned? Because you see, uh, mm. uh, again, it didn't matter because Stetson was done with the program, but Stetson right. got arrested in Dallas. You yeah. see that, and you go, "Oh, Georgia football." You see this, Georgia football. You see the incident that happens where pe- young people lose their lives. Is that is that what's happening right now? Well, I mean, I think we've had these incidents when Mark Richt was here. Uh, certainly, other programs around the country. Uh, and I know that you got eighty-five young men. You know, that are out there doing their thing, and, and this is difficult. And I'm not making excuses. I think it just happens anywhere on a college football campus. I know in, in certain cases, alcohol apparently was not involved. It was just simply speeding. You know, I know you're friends with Lutz and Kirk and family yeah. In, yeah. in Auburn, and obviously all young people need to make better. Like, we all need to make better decisions behind the wheel no matter how old you are. But it just because of the timing of this, that's what just kind of brings, I think, draws more attention to it. But, guys, young people drive cars fast. I know I did, but this is one that he's got to make better decisions because – you know, first off, you're at Athens, the popo out there anyway. You know that. 
You know, so I don't know exactly if I'd be doing what he was doing. And see, this is where I get myself in trouble. On the highway, without traffic around you, if you want to go do your thing, again, when no one else is around, you're only going to kill yourself. That's knock yourself out. That's what my dad used to say to me, but don't get other people involved. Don't, don't, don't be zipping in and out of traffic. Don't be doing stuff on a surface street. That's where, it's, that's where you get yourself and other people killed. Meanwhile, Georgia is going to have a quarterback uh, competition, and it's been a minute. And I think it's one of the interesting things that we'll be watching as we get closer to G-Day as spring practice gets underway here in a couple of weeks. Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff, Gunnar Stockton. I don't know who replaces Stetson Bennett. We think there's probably a leader in the clubhouse. But, Mike, if you're Kirby Smart, don't you go into spring football and go, all three of you guys have a chance to prove it. I don't know who has the job right now. I, a little history would tell me that uh, certainly Carson Beck's got the leg up on the ki- on competition. Now, I don't know. It's Kirby had conversations. Some people are saying that Brock Vandegrift is going to be the first one to leave. Mm. Uh, and Transfer? If, yeah. And he's, I believe he's already got enough credits to graduate. I believe. I, I, I believe I've read that in Dog Nation. But I would like to think that you're going to have an open competition, that uh, you know, Gunnar Stockton could have a chance to show out. Spring football is going to be the litmus test. We'll have a week, we'll have months of practice that we won't be privy to, but everything will hit, I think it's April 15th at Sanford Stadium. You'll see what this is all about. But I would think that Carson Beck is, if, I had a, if you're a betting man, and we are, I'd say Carson Beck is your starting quarterback week one. Well, he got 58 pass attempts in three seasons. Um, he's the most seasoned of all three quarterbacks. So if you're just sim- mm. simply going on experience and you say, well, he's gotten the most snaps, Okay, that makes sense. I don't know who. But then again, Monk is not Monk is not here, and this is Bobo, and maybe Bobo sees something from one of the other guys that he's specifically looking for that he maybe feels it makes him a better uh, quarterback to be starting. Well, I don't think it hurts going in and not having anybody have the job and saying, and you know, in five or six weeks we're going to figure out who's the best quarterback before we head into you know our break and and talk about what's going to happen in the fall. I don't know if you hand this job over again. What have these guys done? This isn't Stetson Bennett coming back off of a national championship. You go, yeah, he's our starter. I want it. I want this to be a full competition and let these guys ball out and let the best quarterback win. But we'll see. Um, that is going to be Mike Bobo's job. All right, coming up, guys, Bryant McFadden, CBS Sports, cbssports.com. We're going to talk about some of these offseason things that are going on in the National Football League. We'll do it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Take responsibility. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So he is out of the dark, as they like to say. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm very curious to find out what Bryant McFadden feels Mm. about Aaron Rodgers coming out of the dark and hopefully into the light. He joins us on the WaitFord.com hotline. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You follow him and watch him on CBS Sports, CBSSports.com. All right, Brian McFadden, I know I don't even have to ask you if you've ever been in a closet for four days or a dark room or whatever the hell he's been in. Were you doing an R. Kelly video? But I will say this, not a good day to bring up R. Kelly. He's just got 19 more years. But I will ask you this. What do you you think he comes out and says about his future, like the enlightenment Mm. that has happened? I don't know about you, Brian McFadden. You had to make decisions and choices about your NFL career. You didn't have to go into a dark room to do it. What do you think Aaron Rodgers comes out and says? I think Aaron Rodgers comes out of this dark room and tells all of us that he's going back to Green Bay for one more year. Um, I, I, I think I think the theatrics and everything that goes into what he decided to do was for for him and providing attention to who he is as a player. But come on, let's keep it real. You got to go into a dark cave to yep. determine if you want to get over fifty million dollars for one more year. Right? It's either that or just retire from the game. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going, going to play one more year. But I think everything that he uh, came away with going into this cave is basically going to tell all of us, I'm going back to Green Bay for one more year. Let's go ahead and run it back. Try it one more time. Last dance, blah, blah, blah. That's all it, that's all it is. You had to go in a dark cave to determine if you want $50 million or not. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the thing is, though, don't you feel like they missed their window? the two NFC championships going backwards and losing Devontae Adams. I know Christian Watson is going to be a star in this league, but it took a minute for that to turn on. It seems like, they, to me, they, they missed the window, Brian, up there. No question. The window was open for a few years with the Green Bay Packers. You talk about having, you know, back-to-back seasons, winning at least 13 ball games. you know, making it deep, making a deep playoff run and having nothing to show for it. And now you look at everything else that has happened in the NFC, especially in the division alone. They did not win the division. We don't know exactly how much different the Vikings roster will look, but that's a team that has talent, not to mention a surging Detroit Lions ball club with two first-rounders, right, to continue to add to their roster. They're not slowing down. And who knows what the makeup of the Chicago Bears will look like just with Justin Fields and having resources, of course, money to play with. The top pick in the draft could trade out of that spot to get more picks. So, yes, I think the window has closed because for such a long time, the NFC North, the black and blue division, was a division that Aaron Rodgers dominated. He owned I don't know if he, he – he, I think he, he basically sold the house, and now he's, you know, he's renting it out. He don't own the house anymore. What do you think about Eric Bieniemy taking, in my opinion, Bryant, you tell me, a lateral move. Yes, he gets elevated with the title, assistant head coach with the commanders. But he had to do this and not get offered an, a, you know, a head coaching job when he's under the Andy Reid coaching tree. He's been saying a lot of good things. I've seen some of the pressers, and he was asked today about Shady McCoy's comments. What do you think about Eric Bien? Will he ever get a head coaching opportunity? Not in the NFL, no. Maybe on the collegiate level, but in the National Football League, I don't think so. Because you talk about being a part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, that's one of the more prolific coaching trees in the entire game. Think about all the notable names that have come from Andy Reid's coaching tree. Guys that didn't call plays, by the way, 
right? Yeah. That was the knock on Eric Bieniemy. Well, he's not the primary play caller. Heck, Harbaugh, when he was a special teams coach for the Eagles, never called anything close to an offensive play. He got an opportunity. Doug Peterson, right, when he coached under Andy Reid, he wasn't the primary play caller. He got an opportunity. Heck, he's on his second head coaching opportunity. Adam Gates. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. Sirianni, when he coached under Andy Reid, right? I mean, there are so many big-time names that have been in the Andy Reid's coaching tree, but not a primary play caller, but they've gotten a shot. So, for me, Eric Bieniemy, I don't know what's going on, guys. I got, we got to keep it real. We got to figure out what is going on when he has had these head coaching interviews. What is going on for teams? Year after year, to be like, no, we don't want you to be a part of our head, uh, a part of our organization as a head coach. But you can be a coordinator or, or an assistant coach. But mm. something is going on. But to answer your question, now he would never get a shot. Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, Peterson and Nagy were in the same exact spot where Bianami was, you know, and, and they got gigs. And Nagy obviously flamed out up in Chi Town. It's Bryant McFadden with his guys here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Super Bowl winner with the Steelers, proud Noel. The other thing is, and then Carl and I were talking about it earlier in the week. Then Shady McCoy pops off because apparently. Apparently him and Le'Veon Bell, the only guys who didn't get along with Eric Bieniemy, other Chiefs players, former and present, came to Bieniemy's side and said he's just a guy that demands excellence. And I guess Shady and those guys kind of ran amok. Was it more about those guys being at the stage of their career where Bieniemy says, I can't use you like you were used before, and that's why they got the extra grind? Probably so. You know, those are two, you know, players that have played under Eric Bieniemy, and clearly Shady feels a certain type of way. He was towards the end of his career, and then Jamal Charles, you know, spoke out on behalf of Bieniemy, and the same can be said for what didn't say, what Le'Veon didn't say about Bieniemy. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's an individual preference, but that has nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job. Right, that has nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy. I think he's more than a capable coach to be a head coach to at least get an opportunity. When you look at everybody, when you look at the names that have gotten an opportunity to be a head coach, Matt Patricia, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Patricia, he had some legal issues that was associated yes. with his name that didn't stop the Detroit Lions from hiring him. From hiring him, and let's keep it real, the mastermind for that defense that Matt Patricia was a part of was all Bill Belichick. We understand Matt Patricia had the D.C. title, but you know who the mastermind was. I mean, so we got to stop this and saying that, well, he's not qualified. We said Joe Judge. (laughs) Okay, let's stop it right there. (laughs) We don't need to go any any further. Yeah, it's it's perplexing. And and if you don't think about it in that way, then you're just not paying attention to all the things that are being laid out. It's uh, our man, Brian McFadden, guys, talking NFL offseason. All right, Combine's next week. I'm just curious, how much stock do you put into it? How much do you watch it, look at it, and go, okay, this dude's stronger than I thought. This guy's got a stronger arm. This guy's faster. And it changes your thoughts about potential guys that you may want to draft. I mean, the combine is very, very important because it either puts a stamp of approval on guys that you already believe were big-time talents or it kind of gives you reason to be concerned. You know what I mean? So some of these outstanding guys that we've watched every Saturday over the last few years, you get an opportunity to see them go out and perform and compete amongst their peers. But I don't want to put all 
all of the say so on the combine because at the end of the day you still you, know, you still got to play football. But the combine will either solidify who you who we think you you are to be as a player, or it might put a lot of big time question marks on on a few guys. You know, for some guys that we think that are extremely fast, they might not run a fast forty. You know, for some guys that we think that are extremely strong, you know, linemen might not might not put up the the, the numbers that we think they should be on the reps for a guy like we spoke about Bryce Young, right? Last week we talked about Bryce Young. Some people say he's six foot. Some people say he's 5'11". Guess what? When the combine hit next week, when he's there, we're going to get an opportunity to see exactly how tall and how much he weighs to determine exactly should he be considered to be in a top pick or will the measurables play a big time, uh, could be a big blow into where he might go based on his draft status. And I know that some guys don't understand why guys don't want to throw at the combine. They'd be better off doing it in their own workout at their own university because you got guys that you're familiar with. Speaking of the combine, uh, we got Jalen Carter coming up. We spoke to Bruce Feldman yesterday about him. Everything's just solid. This guy's a great teammate, solid citizen, and he's a beast. If the Falcons could move up and the cost wasn't too ri- – we were talking about earlier. Bryant, would you pull the trigger on that, moving up and getting Jalen Carter and changing the face of your defense? It depends on how much you got to give – up to go get him, Carl. What was the Number give? One, what, was the, what was the give, Carl? We were talking about it was a it was a first round. Well, Obviously, you're, you're swapping picks. You're and gonna, then, yes, you're going to swap, and then you're going to give up uh, a 2023, and then you're also going to give up a 2024. Now we're not talking about first round picks. You're, you're swapping yeah. to move into the top four, but there are two second round picks that you would give up in addition to swapping your overall eighth. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot to give up. I'll I'll do this. Let let's say. He's still available at four or five, you know, five or six. Yeah, you go ahead and pull the trigger. But if 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 you're thinking about pulling the trigger to get outside, you know, get inside the top three, that might be a bit hefty to pay. I believe this for the Falcons. You can address the interior of your defensive line via free agency and still keep all of your picks intact. You know what I mean? Because that has been an Achilles heel for the Falcons' defense for such a long time. The softness in the interior, not having guys that can dominate. Grady, Grady Jerry, Jerry has been a, a one-man army for such a long time. But if you can get someone that can line up next to him, that can be a hell raiser like he's been, that makes the entire defense better. So a name that I, I like to associate with the Falcons, I think you can get him for a nice deal for, for both sides, would be Javon Hargrave, who was a, a terror for the Eagles, you know what I mean? So there are names that you can add via free agency. Now, when it comes to money, of course, I don't know exactly where the cap is for the Falcons, but if you got to give all of that to go get Carter, boy, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, so you won't have – you said two second-round picks you got to give up also? Yeah, you're going to switch eight and four, and then you're going to give up a 2023 yep. second-round pick. Let's just say it's 45, 46, somewhere around there. And then a 2024 second-round pick. B, I, I'm doing oh, this. Oh, but by the way, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, the Falcons in 2024, they'll have two second-round picks based on the Calvin Ridley correct. trade, right, from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Correct. If he's okay, once so he's reinstated, you, got juice. you yeah. get another second-round pick. That's what I'm saying. B, I'm doing this. I, I like, I'm pulling the trigger on this if like you it. could do it. Okay. If you can do it, and I forgot, my bad, I forgot about the extra second-round pick. That's a great point. The Falcons will get. So, yeah, if you can do that, and if you believe he checks off all the boxes – that you would like to have a guy check off, go do it. But we we would agree to all of this, though. I think for all of, all of us talking about this, the Falcons got to get tougher in the, in the interior. Yes. So if he's a guy that you can go get, 
No question. Go do it. Yeah. Meaner, tougher, all right. of those things. And Deron Payne's getting franchise tagged by the commanders. Yeah. yeah. Brian McFadden, man, always a pleasure, bro. We appreciate you. Uh, we're looking forward to all, more of these conversations as we move through the offseason. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. Cool. All right, guys. More on the Falcons uh, coming up at 5 o'clock. Also, everybody talks about it, but I'm going to tell you guys how hard it is to do. We're going to get into that at 5 as well. But what's coming up with Guy Talk? Hey, man, some consumer news you can use. Egg prices are coming down, the man says. Okay. And reviews are in for Cocaine Bear. We'll dive in. (laughs) Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. Yes! Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. Yeah! Yes! You want shenanigans? We got shenanigans, brother. Hey, man, tomorrow, join us at Twin Peaks in Buckhead, Dukes and Bell, right off of Piedmont. Plenty of parking. Come by. Join the party, pal. And uh, hopefully we'll have our brew there on tap. Otherwise, we'll have some shenanigans and good time, fun time. Maybe you can buy Squid Billy a shot. You know, and you know, Squid always has people that show up and goes, I want to talk to Squid Billy. He's one of me. I understand him. He speaks to me. Yeah, they uh, they do. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Mike, uh, when it comes to Squid? Uh, there's a connection. There's yeah, uh, yeah. They bond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah. identify. They yeah, identify. Yes, they yes, identify. Yes. yes, that's the word. That's yes. the word. Well, see, I'm a real, a true man of the people. <laughs> and that's why they connect with me because, okay. yeah. right. you know, we, we know what the price of eggs cost. And this segues perfectly. We, nice job there, brand yeah. manager, into the egg story because I yesterday about, what, uh, a month ago, Squid Billy and uh, most of you were incredulous. I knew I was in trouble when you guys all paused and raised your eyebrows, but – I, I never really look at the receipt when I buy groceries because, you know, I just, I don't, I, I should, but I don't. And I know that sounds elitist and makes me sound like I'm making too much money. It does. But I, I just did. But then we found out that the price of eggs was very exorbitant for you working class stiffs out there that we all buy with. <laughs> uh, but in this case, uh, price you of eggs. losers are no, who are no, not no. making as much money as I am. Now, again, now my defense is, yeah. Scribbly always goes, what does that have to do with anything? Again, it's just me and my wife and a dog. I'm not, I don't have children. Like, for instance, you're saving for college. No, you got to make better decisions well, that and I has do. nothing to do with the right. price of eggs. You're, you know what? You, now you're making excuses. You're, you're trying to cover this up. When you go to right. a store, if you don't pay attention to prices, right, then you know what? You probably are well off. Okay? But I'm That's running, all there what, is to what, it. When I'm running in and all I'm doing is getting eggs and maybe, a, let's say, a, you know, a quart of milk or maybe a six-pack of hay man. That'll the, be $38. At the wonderful Publix in Tyrone, by the way, plenty of hay man on tap uh, available. I just, I mean, I put the credit card in. 
type the button, whatever the number is, and I, I don't look at the receipt. I don't look. I just, let's go. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm always trying to save. I, I, listen, it's I for put, me, it's more about expediency than I'm, I'm, I'm sitting like I'm a big shot. I just, I'm just, let's go. No, you're a big I'm shot. It's way. okay. You can say it. It's your big shot. But. I, I put eggs back after we had that conversation. I went, I told you guys we eat a lot of eggs. It's just what I do mm. in the morning. And I had like the big carton of whatever. It's like 18. And okay. I think it was at the time, because this is going back when we brought this up, I think it was $10. Mm. I was like, I'm not paying $10 for eggs. So I put it back. You're saying you go to the store. You don't give a damn about the prices because prices don't matter to you. And you just cut the check. And by the way, saying working class stiffs was a joke. So never mind. I give up. Everybody's so literal. You just, you just keep digging a hole. I give up. Everybody's so literal. Anyway, having the lingered near record egg prices for months, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the price will be coming down. They were looking at projections. Price drop would be a welcome relief, obviously. A dozen eggs. Thank you. Was up 150 percent in mm-hmm. January from a year ago. Yeah, some of us knew this. I had like no idea. eggs are back on the menu, yeah. boys. Well, they never left. They never never off the menu at my house. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, eggs prices will fall 26.8, <laughs> according to some nerd who works for the USDA, who's an economist. Part of this was avian flu killing the uh, birds, and then he also had the wackos burning down where the uh, chickens hatch the eggs. So that a lot of stuff was going on. So this is plus like, transportation so, costs and everything else. Okay, so you're saying this is like. Uh, Circumstances out of our control. 58 million chickens apparently uh, croaked since February of 2022 to different versions of bird flu. Okay, so they had to put them Correct down. Correct them. Gotcha. And, the and once one's got up. it, you got to wipe out the whole, whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Well, at least they're coming down. That's good news. Right on. Hey, when's the best time you think to work out for guys over the age of 40? What's the best time to get it in, man? Your cardio, throwing some iron around. Listen, I've always heard, and people are different. I've always heard you get it in in the morning. It helps you through your day. Okay, that's what I've always right. heard. Wrong! You're killing people. You are? Yeah, according to a study that just came out, published uh, this week over in the UK, apparently the best time to work out is uh, later in the afternoon, which I didn't know. I, I was the same way. See, I've you, always see. heard like that, and I, I've not done a lot right. of that in my life, but I've always heard that keeps you up later at night because you get your... You know, your metabolism working and everything's going. Heard the same thing. But apparently they're saying between 11 and 5 o'clock, 92,000 participants in a U.K. study. uh, And apparently they're saying a a brisk walk, you know, doing cardio, lifting weights, whatever you're doing. uh, You want to do it. Maybe the best time is between noon and 5 or after 5 o'clock if you can. I can't do it. I just can't. Get off work at 7. Forget about it. It's a cocktail. It's not going to be uh, in the gym. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Dr. Randy Goodrow, he's a cardiologist over in Myrtle Beach. He says he was not involved in the study, but he was commenting on it. Most heart attacks hit during the early morning hours from 4 to 10 hmm. when blood platelets are stickier. And there's increased adrenaline release from the glands. So if you're a guy of a certain age, maybe the afternoon is the better way to work out. You're gonna switch your your workout plan? No, I gotta get. I, I just, I I've never worked out there. I gotta it's, be a morning guy. It's a mental thing, yeah, isn't it? Me too. If you work out in the morning and that's what you've done, like mm. I, I don't know how you make the switch, but I do know a lot of people will wait till after work. Go do their workout, Mike. Then go, you know, do whatever with the kids, and all of a sudden you look up and it's like right. ten o'clock. I, that's the other part of this. I feel like you lose half your night right. when you go work out in the evening. Yeah. But, hey, if they say it's the best time, maybe yeah. I need to make a switch. Telling me happy hour is the best time to lift? No. Telling me the lift is 12-ounce <laughs> curls at happy hour. But wait. If you're looking for more empirical evidence, my friend, researchers in Sweden, they had mice working out, Carl.
Mice? Yes, at the Karolinska Institute in Sweden, University of Copenhagen in Denmark, studied two groups of mice. So I guess they had the mice wearing little tiny Joe Weider belts, and they had those little arm blasters, <laughs> and they were doing like little preacher curls. What I'm just saying. Joe <laughs> Weider. The results show that apparently they had mice, two groups of mice, one that performed high-intensity exercise in the morning and one that did it in the evening, finding the morning group burned more fat. Okay. So as long as your ticker can take it, they found little mice are out there. Apparently they had, the, they had tiny little ellipticals. <laughs> So if you have, are you saying if you have heart issues, you should work out in the afternoon or evening? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? It sounds like if, you get, if you're worried about your ticker. ticker. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you bend over to tie your sneakers and you, and you feel faint, well, enough about me. You might want to do it in the afternoon. Now, one thing you definitely don't want to be doing if you're over the age of 40 and you got a bad heart is cocaine. Cocaine bear is out. The story, which is, of course, loosely, loosely based on an incident in North Georgia back in the 80s when a cocaine packet was dropped out of a plane mm. poof, just under the Tennessee border. And then the guys that were looking for the blow had to go find it. And then all the hijinks ensue. Well, I just read a review from the New York Post. And Elizabeth Banks, by the way, directs it. She's very funny. Okay. And they say it's actually not that bad. Yes, it's a one it's a one note joke. It's a one note movie. So this bear is high the entire Correct. movie. Correct. So all the hijinks that ensue from a bear being blasted out of its mind on cocaine, okay. while the bad guys and the good people are trying to either avoid it or try to find it. It is interesting though. A lot of big names, character actors are recognized. One of the final films of Ray Liotta. Oh yeah, he passed away. Yeah, of all things for Ray to be associated yeah. with. But she said uh, Elizabeth Banks that he was an absolute dream to work with. A lot of fun. It's a. They said it's actually pretty funny. They say they kind of send up like old horror movies like Anna. Conda, Lake Placid, if you're into that sort of thing. And I've seen all those. Right. And it says it even has a little whiff of the hangover in okay. it. So those kind of scenes. Uh, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., is also in the movie. So apparently Cocaine Bear is actually, I guess they give it four lines out of five. It's, <laughs> it's not so bad. So, <laughs> give me four. Yeah, I'm not saying it's my cup of tea. We get to have one more squid or I got a jet. Um, today at the office, I've got to bring this up. Photos up at Mike Bell ATL. Apparently Randy uh, McMichael is also encountered this individual somebody uh, parked their suv taking two parking spaces and we are at colony square and during the the working day parking is always at a premium it is shame shame you're right so i i put the photo up and a bunch of guys responded the funniest line from one of our listeners says well the rav4 is the lambo of toyota's With the cat stickers and the cat license plate on it. So there you go. And what, But just to show you just how standards have fallen, because Carl and I have been joking around about, we talk about responsibility, and people look at his younger, younger listeners like, what is responsibility? He's just supposed to shoot a basketball. When we talk about Trey, one guy even said on responding to my picture of the car taking two spaces, well, the space against the pole, that's obviously no good. That's, that's a waste of a space. Oh. You can back into it, you dope. You know, so you you get out on the other side. Yeah. So even when you talk about taking up two parking spaces, some nitwit can rationalize that kind of behavior. It's it's silly. Shame. Franco says, I get it in. Not that. He's talking about working right. in, working out. Uh, around 4 or 5 o'clock every day. Um, he's an afternoon guy. Um other guys are hitting me up talking about the time that they work out in, in you know, throughout the course of the day. It's kind of interesting, Mike. The guys, right. there are differing times where a lot of guys are saying they do work out and feel better if they do yeah. it in the afternoon. When I did mornings, I would never get right in after the show. Like, boom. Like, 11 o'clock, get in the gym. I just, afternoons, I just lose my steam, man. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Blake says uh, lunchtime workout is the best. Mm. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Great again, stuff. I'm going to be up the next to those mice and a tiny little Stairmaster. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to talk about where the Falcons are as they get ready for the combine. And everybody says, oh, if you could only do it, it's a lot harder than you think. We'll explain next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 